Welcome to EduSpeak, where we take a look at how professionals in public education take things from concept to classroom. My name's Eric, and I'm a member of the communications team for Elmbrook Schools in Brookfield, Wisconsin. My hope for this series is to help break down complex topics and processes, to celebrate student and staff achievements, and to increase transparency and understanding across not only our community, but beyond. All educators have one of the most important and altruistic jobs in the world, to prepare the next generation by helping to teach their students how to think and how to think critically. But how are educators supported in this process in order to ensure that they keep their students' learning moving forward with best practices? Elmbrook's evaluation and staff development model is called educator effectiveness. And rather than something you just come back to every few years, it's a continuous cycle of growth for teachers. It places an emphasis on educators learning from each other and seeing what their peers are doing in order to be as effective and impactful as possible in their teaching, all the while being supported by their administration. Supports for teachers are built into the system that help to hold them accountable. Here's a couple of those infamous education acronyms that help with this process. Teaching and Learning Specialists, or TLSs, help evaluate teachers and provide recommendations to improve curriculum planning and individual lessons. And a Professional Learning Community, or a PLC, is a group of educators that meets regularly to share ideas to help enhance their teaching practice and create a learning environment where all students can reach their full potential. To take a deeper dive into how this process of educator effectiveness functions, I spoke with Sarah Leatherman, Elmbrook's Talent Acquisition Specialist, Matt Schrader, Principal at Wisconsin Hills Middle School, and Nathan Knuth, an art teacher at Wisconsin Hills Middle School with a legendary beard. I'm joined today by Sarah Leatherman, our Talent Acquisition Specialist. Hi. Yeah, hi. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> and Matt Schrader, our Principal at Wisconsin Hills Middle School. Hi. Hi, Eric. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And Nathan Knuth, uh, our teacher at Wisconsin Hills Middle School. Hello. Hi, everybody. So uh, today we're going to talk about educator effectiveness. What, what does that mean to you guys? Really, we're talking about how do we impact our educators in a positive way. How do we, um, how do we assess where we're at, set goals, and and move everybody forward? Really focused on growth. So it's a program. It's a thing that we've had for years and years and years. It's evolved. Just to use another e word. Okay, I'll keep going. Um, it's evolved over time. And uh, we've made some really positive changes to the system, especially this year. I feel like we took some really big steps forward, uh, always through that lens of growth for teachers. Yeah, I think it like its larger sense, it's initially started as an evaluation program. I mean, that's kind of what you know the E stood for. 
you know, long ago. Um, it still is an evaluation system, but to Matt's point, the goal of any type of system like that is growth. So it's really what can we do as a system, as administrators, as fellow colleagues to help um, our teachers with their career goals, with their impact journey, um, with the things that we can do to help them grow as professionals and people mm -hmm. and help impact students to the best of all of our abilities. Yeah, I look at it also as like a way of measuring like the quality of your own work um, and the effectiveness that you have in the classroom with student learning. So if you are yourself aware of what you do in your own content area, getting outside opinions and outside eyes on maybe your world, um, you can help improve yourself by learning new strategies, new techniques, um, and overall just getting that quality of, of learning in your classroom to increase um, and still maintaining student um, involvement in their own learning itself. Mm -hmm. So it, it's working on yourself and helping the kids work on themselves as well. All that goal setting and that growth uh, mindset is happening in there. When I think about it, I just think about like how how can I have like we have all these other we have all these other support systems in place for us, and so um, we have our TLS and our PLCs that we can work with, and um, they we, we talk to each other, they help us, um, and it just helps create a better community at school, uh, and helps us tailor you know specifics in our own curriculum and our own. Um, delivery of our education to our students to make sure that they're getting the best quality mm -hmm. that they can get. Yeah, I think you operate under the assumption that everyone wants to learn and grow, right? Uh, obviously, like if, if that's not a focus for someone in the system, then EE is important because it 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 you know it reinforces that culture. And for, for most or, or all of us, we, we do all want to learn and grow and, and educator effectiveness and its focus on growth really helps us kind of synthesize that growth or, or, or focus that growth, right? You know, like how do we make sure that the goals that we're setting and the things that we're saying that we want to get better at as teachers or, or as administrators or just as staff align with our district's goals, our school's goals. Um, it provides a level of oversight and collaboration. So you're not just operating, you're not just you know setting goals and kind of operating on an island. There's There are a lot of people involved in your growth journey, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I mean, we, we, have, we have our PLCs, we have the people that are evaluating us, we have our, our teaching and learning specialists, we have so many so many people that we can collaborate with uh, to go on learning walks and, and classroom observations and reflections that so a lot of opportunities but a lot of opportunities to stay focused mm -hmm. yeah and I think to Nathan's point you know he mentioned the TLS team and the PLCs so the teaching and learning specialists are you know people that go in and they work together with teachers and they work on um, you know goal setting and um, coaching cycles and so they're looking at student data and they're looking at you know teaching practices and it's very collaborative there's a lot of growth happening it's it's directly impacting students and then the PLCs the professional learning communities are groups of you know teachers that you know they're really digging into their the classroom assessments and the needs of the students and the skills that they need 
Um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of everyone working together in that way and working towards those common school and district yeah. goals. So if we operate under the assumption that everyone at the school is there to learn and grow, like Matt said, how are educators held accountable if they get stuck? Well, there's certain certainly checkpoints in place, and and I think the system itself just kind of you know makes sure that you know on a very uh, formal standpoint we have we have everybody's on eval you know at the very least every three years mm -hmm. get, you know but what we've how we've changed that this year is that we've we've really uh, created a, a place for kind of that, that three-year growth to be documented. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've, we've made it a lot easier for, even if you're, you're technically not in a summative year of evaluation, that your formative years, you're still you know, kind of connecting everything, right? So if I set a goal um, for, to get better at this, set my professional practice goal in a year when um, I'm in a formative cycle, um, Everybody can see that. Your evaluator can see that. Your peers, you, you know, you look back and you try to, and, and it's just a place to keep the same information. Now, next year, formative. What did I focus on last year? How can I build on that? So we're, we're, we're constantly building on the goals that we're setting. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, the process itself involves some classroom observations by an evaluator. And, and there's a certain, and then follow-up conversations about how that went. What do you think went well? What would you do differently? Feedback from me, feed, you know, the teachers allowed some input. So I think that there is a level of accountability, you know, in, in terms of, well, that piece, but also in making sure that the goals that you're focused on from year to year are also uh, building on each other building on previous years, yeah. which I think is great. One of my goals is, it's, I mean, it's about literacy and it's about having kids be proficient in um, reflecting on their experience uh, with their art making process. Why did I make what I made? What adjustments would I make if I could? I mean, these are a sample questions that I ask every student. Um, and when they give responses at the very beginning for the first assignment, you can see where you, they need improvement. You see that work that, that needs to be done. And so we want our students to be, in a perfect world, 100% proficient in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way to get there is to keep pushing yourself as the teacher to say, okay, so like this group of students has a handle on this. How can I push them further in how they respond or like how they... Uh, use their verbiage in their responses you know how can they be more um, effective in getting across the point maybe using more vocabulary or understanding the process itself and then we have our students that really do need a lot of work I mean they give you responses that are really thin and they don't have a lot of um, I'm going to say comprehension behind them in the process that they just went through so we I talk with my TLS um, and we talk about AVID strategies and we talk about different things that teachers do in different classrooms and having them walk with us and do these learn and walks and see how other teachers approach, you know, um, different aspects of their own classroom. And like I think to myself, we take notes and we talk, 
how could I incorporate that into my classroom? I love going to the science classrooms because mm -hmm. they're hands-on. And for me, being an art teacher, I like to see how, you know, that setup and that room, you know, works as a whole. And so, like, and this has happened uh, the last two years. This has happened multiple times where I come back and I try one of those strategies. And it either works really well or it's something that I tried it once and, you know, it, it wasn't a fit for us. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that's all that trial and error. That's all that growth mindset of, you know, like, don't stay stagnant. Keep trying new things. Maybe, you know, what didn't work for the majority of the, the students maybe worked for a small handful of them. And, and they can prosper with that information or that technique or whatever it is that you're learning through, you know, observing other teachers in their classrooms. There's a lot of different components to this process. So my next question was, how does all of this get quantified? Well, uh, literally, we, we measure it, I think, based on what supports did he take advantage of throughout the year. Um, and that could be engaging with um, admin and engaging with teaching and learning specialists, engaging in the learning walks, or taking advantage of any of those opportunities that we just talked about. Um, what opportunities did he, I don't know why I'm using you. It's okay. But We work together. Yes. So what, what opportunities did he take to seek feedback? Mm -hmm. And, and so the feedback piece, he could have gotten feed, he would have, he will have gotten feedback from me. He's probably worked with teaching and learning specialists from colleagues. How has he sought out feedback from students? Mm-hmm. And how has he sought out feedback from families? What was the feedback? And were there any practice adjustments that were made? And then we take a look at the cluster that he picked, which is the same for everybody at Wisconsin Hills. We all chose to work within the Danielson framework on cluster four, I believe it was, mm -hmm. um, student intellectual engagement. Sure. And we would we would sit and talk about the components that make up that that cluster, and just kind of break those down. Um, one of the things that we haven't mentioned at all today is that so at the beginning of the year, all of our teachers go through and they do uh, they complete a self assessment mm -hmm. using that same Danielson framework, and so they kind of rate themselves on a scale of one to four on a lot of these domains. And so part of what we would talk about at the end of the year too for, for all of our teachers is how have you grown specifically in that within cluster four in, in the components that make up uh, student intellectual engagement. And I think EE has really evolved just over time into being more what like Nathan and Matt are talking about because, you know, when you're looking, like people need to be open to all those things. And that takes time to build and it takes a culture of trust and, um, you know, to be able to be like, to have, you know, people come into your classroom and see what you're doing. And that's a really powerful, positive support yeah. I think that people have. And the more people do it, the more used to it people get and the more welcoming they are and comfortable they are and it really allows you like as the teacher to um, model like what we are always asking of students right to grow and reflect and be open to new things and 
um, like that's all really powerful and I think that that is kind of what this program or system has evolved into more over time. Yeah. Thanks guys. Do you have anything else you want to add? You have a wonderful We're sweater just happy today. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you all taking the time. Sarah wanted to fire someone live on air, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not true. Thank you for joining me. This has been Eric for EduSpeak. We'll hear you next time.